are set to roll, folks. Set to roll on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show on the streets. Number one form for Bama football news. With yours truly, the hype man for Crimson Tide football conversation, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. In my own words, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming the show on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, give us a thumbs up, like the show. Hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so you can have every update, every analysis, every piece of commentary on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Not only are we streaming you the show on YouTube, but we also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well. So no excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked on to the number one ticket here when it comes to Bama football. We got a lot to get to on this evening. Tim Tebow is making a return to the National Football League for the Jaguars. I mean, a lot is being said about that today, but we got big stuff, big stuff, huge things to dive into, and we want you, the fans, to be a part of the show. 205-448-1358. That is the number to call to let your voice be heard tonight. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you a little bit later on in the show. We'll be joined by Chris Franklin, a beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles from NJNewJerseyNews.com. Going to be excited to have him on to talk about the Eagles taking Devontae Smith in the draft, Landon Dickerson in the draft, getting some pieces to help out uh, one Jalen Hurts and how he feels and, 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 what, and what he feels about where Jalen Hurts is concerned entering year two with the program. So going to be awesome to talk to one Chris Franklin. Got to give a shout out to my man John Ivory in the building, handling the thing here from the production studio, getting the ones and twos done. As always, folks, that daily Super Chat Go, $75 daily Super Chat Go. Appreciate you, the fans, for helping us out here. Also, the NFL schedules are out. For all 32 teams, the schedules are out. Got some incredible week one matchups that feature former Alabama players. We'll talk about that as well. But we'll start the show off with this right here. And uh, for me, there are various or different media pundits, personalities, outlets that I take to the bank when they put news and information out. These people happen to be very credible to me. Uh, case in point, if Adam Schefter of ESPN puts information out there, you can pretty much take that to the bank and cash your deposit. It is true. It is factual. It is accurate because uh, Schefter, one of few guys that has an assortment of sources. He's been well vetted in this thing for quite some time. He's probably one of few ESPN reporters that the NFL teams allow into the conversational room to break down these topics. So if Schefter puts something out, you bank on it, you believe it. You take it for what it is at face value. The same thing for Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. If he reports something, if he puts news out there, you take it for what it is, you believe it at face value, but there are also some sites out there that are kind of hit and miss, if you will, and one of those sites to me is Pro Football Focus. I mean, for their pro stuff, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of head on, but for, for, for most of their college stuff, it's hit or miss when you talk PFF, and uh, Brian Robinson, 
Alabama running back Bryant Robinson in his fifth year with the with the Crimson Tide. He's played in 52 career games, so he's got a ton of experience. B. Rob does, and the young man from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, young man from Tuscaloosa, you know, former four star in the 2017 class, trying to not only. Uh, improve his NFL draft. He's trying to win a national championship, but not only just that, trying to improve his NFL draft value. And uh, according to a graphic from a PFF, they had, or it had, Robinson listed in its top five in terms of best running backs returning to college football for the upcoming season. Now, along with Robinson, it had Tank Bixby of Auburn at number one, Deuce Vaughn of Kansas State at two, Kennedy Brooks at Oklahoma at three, and Jerrion Ely for the for Ole Miss at five, B-Rob was at number four. And... To me here, the question becomes, can Brian Robinson be one of the nation's top backs? Can he be one of the best backs in all of college football? Now, the good thing for Robinson is we live in a day and age where the transfer portal tells you, if I'm not the main guy, if I'm not numero uno, if I'm not number one, then let me take my ball and go elsewhere where I can be number one. And B-Rob, not that type of dude. He he served behind a couple or a few really stellar backs for the Crimson Tides program when you discuss Damian Harris, Bo Scarborough, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. You know, B-Rob didn't pout. He didn't sulk. He didn't try to draw any attention to himself. He said, I'll take it for what it is. I'll serve behind these guys. I'll make the best out of the carries that I get. And I'll see where it goes to from there. In all four years he has been in Alabama, Robinson has seen his numbers improve and increase and go up, including this past year where he had 91 carries for 483 yards and six touchdowns. Nick Saban has even mentioned that, you know, B-Rob could have gotten more carries. He, he could have gotten more responsibility a season ago. It was just the fact that the matter was when you have a Najee Harris on a roll going at full momentum, you don't want to uh, take from that. You don't want to pull him out of the game and slow your offensive pace down. So that was why B-Rob didn't get the opportunities or the more opportunities that he could have gotten in the previous season. But what what we know from Robinson is this right here. We know he's got power. He's got size at 6'1", 228 pounds. We know the brothers got power. We saw it in the national championship game against Ohio State. He ran guys over. He bullied guys to the ground. He stepped over guys. So we know he's got power. We know he has some speed. Probably not a whole bunch of breakaway speed, and that's an area of his game that he needs to work on. And he's and he's doing that with Dr. Matt Ray, the uh, director of performance science for the Tide, and also new running backs coach Robert Gillespie, who played the position at the University of Florida from 1998 to 2001, if I'm not mistaken, under Steve Spurrier. So he's got the coaches to help him work on his speed uh, to be all the more explosive. But he's got some speed, he's got power, he's got size. He's a really great pass protector. He learned that from his high school days at, at Hillcrest High in Tuscaloosa. So there are some things that B-Rob already has to his game. Now the one area he's got to seriously improve on 
is catching passes out the backfield, being a receiver. And the reason why, the, the, it's, become an, uh, it's become a requirement in the pros now. It's become a requirement in the NFL. If you're trying to be a first-round back, we're already seeing these NFL draft pundits talk backs out of the first round by saying, if you want to get a running back, get him in the second round, get him in the third round, get him in the fourth round. You know, if you get a running back in the first round, you're making a huge, ginormous mistake. And we're already seeing this happen. So for B-Rob, it's become a requirement that if you're trying to be a first-round back, you have got to be able to be a complete player. And by complete, I'm referring to running the ball with power in between the tackles, having the breakaway speed to bounce plays outside, having the elusiveness, evasiveness, athleticism to do that, having the contact balance to not be brought down by one guy, one defender, one tackler, being able to be dominant and pass protection but most importantly, being able to help these offenses in the passing game, in the passing attack, catching balls from the quarterback, coming out the backfield. B-Rob, across his four years at playing for the Tide, only 17 receptions for 150 yards. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to get it done there. So, Bill O'Brien and uh, Robert Gillespie, they've got to find a way to feature Robinson as a receiver, catching passes off the backfield and seeing what he can do from that aspect of the game. Because if you look at the last two running backs that Alabama has had taken in the first round, Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris both did everything well. Josh Jacobs was taken in the first round of a 2019 draft by the Las Vegas Raiders. Najee Harris, of course, taken in the first round, number 24 overall by the Steelers in this recent draft. And both of these two guys ran strong between the tackles. Both of these two guys, speed and athleticism, breakaway speed, bouncing plays, outside explosiveness, both guys having the contact balance, not being brought down by one guy, both guys strong in pass protection. But the key here, people, both guys caught the ball exceptionally well coming out of the backfield and knew how to finish those plays. Harris, in particular, the last two seasons at Alabama, 70 receptions for 729 yards and 11 touchdowns. So we know the formula for what it takes to be successful as a running back at the next level. But for Brian Robinson, pro football focus, PFF, I mean, they hit or miss it. They hit and miss at times. But PFF, it's got B-Rob, Brian Robinson, among its top five, top five running backs returning to college football for the upcoming season, listing him at number four. The big question for him is, can he be that type of guy? Can he be that type of player? Can he be one of the top bags in college football? And most importantly, can he become the complete player to wear upon him uh, pursuing the NFL draft and going through that process? He will have everything that he needs to have to be a number one back, to be a first round back, to be one of the top bags taken here off the board. But Folks, we're going to take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we get to a call. We get to a dialogue, a conversation with you, the Tide Faithful. We'll take your calls right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. 
sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide, only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we are back in from the break, people, on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, George Truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we're taking your calls right now. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 448 58. We take our first call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Yes, sir. Been calling you for several uh several weeks, Coach Williams in Dallas. You know, and What's I going like on, to give man? you a little bit of an update. Hey, man, just an update on uh, Bama football. You know, I'm down here in Texas, but I enjoy watching good football. You know, Bama's a good team, man. And uh, Saban, you know, has always had some good products. Who's the leading candidates to be the quarterbacks, running backs? Hey, man, we want to know that stuff down here, man. You got some Bama fans down here. Roll Tide, baby. Absolutely, Coach Williams, absolutely. So the lead candidate to be the quarterback right now is Bryce Young, of a sophomore from California, former five-star. So he's the lead candidate to be the quarterback. The lead candidate to be the starting okay. running back is Brian Robinson, a fifth-year senior. But you have you have a lot of fans out there that want to see more of uh, Jace McClellan, more of uh, uh, Roy Dale Williams. Hopefully Trey Sanders can stay healthy because every time the young man tries to turn the corner and shake off the injury bug, the darn thing keeps hitting him again. So while Brian Robinson is the projected number one back here for Alabama, you still have some guys that want to see what Jace McClellan, Roy Dale Williams, and other guys at that position can do. Well, you got a young man down here from Duncanville that was a five-star recruit that's coming in this year, Blackshear. Yeah, I believe that's his name, from Duncanville down in this area. Absolutely. And, and, um, that, and, another, and Yeah. Yeah. And that's a guy that I want to see once he gets in here between late this month and early June because the guy's got freakish, guy's got freakish size at 6'2", 240. I want to sure. see, has his footwork got cleaned up a little bit? Has he gotten faster with the lateral quickness? Because if he has, and if he can show some real, real stuff here in the summer camp, you know, fall practice, going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Like I said, he um, his dad was a hell of a football player, coach's dad, a little bit in high school. Didn't know too much about the kid until the kid got to um, 
to Duncanville and started doing his thing. And uh, you got several kids down here that um, gotten letters from Bama. But my thing is, like I tell them, hey, keep working hard. Keep working. Keep working. And I guarantee you somebody from that area is going to get down here and look at you guys and see if you guys are what they're looking for. Now, when you get there, you got to be able to compete. You got to be able to compete, baby. You got to get there and play some ball because you got a lot of kids from all over the different states that's coming in about. But hey, man, I'm enjoying your show. I just got you. And it's every Wednesday night at 6. Am I correct? Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6, man. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, man, I'm going to blow your line up, especially during uh, football season, high school football season down here in Texas. Like I said, man, we got some hell of a prospects, man. We got guys down here that, that can play some ball. And all of them are not going to University of Texas, A&M, and places like that. You know, some of them like to, you know, see what they can do in the SEC because I've always said, and i say it again, I'm not being prejudiced about it, SEC is, you know, that's, that's, that's football, man. That's big boy football. So, you know, you got to put your pads on and get out there and do what you need to do, do your thing. But, hey, man, I'm going to call the show, man. I'm going to be a regular, man. Appreciate it, Coach Williams. Coach Williams getting it started off here on the show, calling in from Texas. We take our next call of the evening. You are live on the show. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Steven? This is your boy Scuba Loose in the third ward. That's that man, know you, you know. Oh, I, I was just going to call. I wasn't going to call till I heard my man that just called before me. You know, he was talking about a lot of Fan down in Texas, a lot of fan down here in the NO2, baby. So I just want to call in and say, Roll Tide, we're coming for the 19. I'm ready for it, ready for the season to start. Roll Tide, baby. Scooby Lou, I'm out. Absolutely, my man. Scooby Lou calling in here from the NO, doing his thing, doing his thug this. Appreciate him calling in. But we got to give a shout out to Spencer, Spencer Reveille. That $5 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there coming from Spencer. As always, people, that daily Super Chat go. $75 there, daily Super Chat go. Thank you guys for helping us out right here. Quick topic right now. So the NFL has released its schedule. So all 32 teams have their schedules. They're out right now by the NFL, and there's, there are going to be some very intriguing week one matchups, including some that will feature some former Bama football players. So let's get to those right now. So the first matchup off the bat, you're going to have Dolphins-Patriots on Sunday, September 12th, Dolphins-Patriots, and this could potentially feature Tua Tonga-Vangoa versus Mac Jones. Now, if Mac can beat out Cam Newton in training camp, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. Be out Cam Newton, but if Mac can beat out can beat out Cam Newton, and it's Mac and Tua Week One, that is gonna be one fun matchup. Nick Saban will be sitting on his couch, going the the two quarterbacks I put in the first round, both going up against each other. That's gonna be fun. Dolphins Patriots right there. But next matchup, how about Eagles Falcons? This is gonna be really intriguing. You got. You got uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith going up against Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Some Bama on Bama crime right here. Falcons, Eagles, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a great matchup. John, if the tickets are good for this game, I may find myself in Atlanta to check out that matchup right there. Eagles, Falcons. But next one. 
How about the Chargers against the Washington football team? That's going to be a fun one. The Chargers, Justin Herbert, second-year quarterback out of Oregon. The, the Chargers have drafted a young offensive line, and they're going up against the Washington football team. That's got the Bama defense over there. Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and Sean Deion Hamilton and Landon Collins. I mean, some heavy hitters over there looking to tear Justin Herbert limb from limb. It's going to be a fun matchup between the Washington football team and the LA Chargers. And then last but not least, you've got the Ravens and the Raiders. So this will be a Monday night game, Sunday, no, uh, Monday, September 13th, here for the likely on ESPN. You've got Marlon Humphrey and the Baltimore Ravens taking on Henry Ruggs III, uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, and the Las Vegas Raiders, also Alex Netherwood over there too. So going to be some good, good week one football games in the NFL. Check those out. A lot of those featuring some former Bama players. Before we take our next break, Jimmy Clay, boom, baby, bam, baby, best donator in the game. Jimmy Clay dropping in that $25 donation, helping us out here on the show. We go to a break right now, folks. Upon our return, we sit down with my man Chris Franklin, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles for NewJerseyNews.com. We're going to be talking Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, and the Eagles with Chris Franklin right after this. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back and rolling, folks. Back in hot from the break of a number one ticket here for Crimson Tide. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And right now, we head over to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up my man, Chris Franklin, covering the Philadelphia Eagles for New Jersey News, NJNews.com. Chris, how you doing, man? Glad to have you back in here. How you feeling? Hey, Stephen, always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Glad to have you in here. Chris Franklin here, folks, covering the Philadelphia Eagles live here on the hotline in my own words on Wednesday. So, Chris, first and foremost, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, they hit on some needs in this recent draft, the first one trading with the Dallas Cowboys to get the number 10 overall pick in the first round and drafting Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner 2024, the Crimson Tide and the the program's all-time leading receiver and somebody of whom Jalen Hurts is very much so familiar with. But how will the Eagles go about using Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith offensively? Well, I think he opens up a lot for that Eagles offense. Uh, Nick Sirianni likes to use a lot of three-by-ones 
sets. I mean, he'll have the tight end, which will be Dallas Goddard on one side. Then you'll have Jalen Rager, probably Greg Ward, and Smith there. And he lessens a lot of the pressure for a lot of those other receivers. I mean, so many, with his speed, with his route running, with his hands, the Eagles are going to try to find every which way they can to get the ball, the ball into his hands. And he definitely lessens the pressure off of Jalen Rager, last year's number one pick. And I wouldn't be surprised if they start to use him across, especially starting to use him across the middle, trying to go ahead and take advantage of the second level of the defense. And then when you get that going, you can definitely go over top with him too. So there's so much you can do with him. And you can see why a lot of the Giants fans were upset. I mean, I remember seeing the video of one guy punching the drywall because the Eagles had leap frogged them and uh, selected Smith. So in Philadelphia, I think they did a good made a good decision by selecting them, and the Dolphins is going to show up show that uh, later on this season, I think. Now, Chris, do you also see a situation where maybe Philly uses Smitty on special teams? Also, do you see him any kick return, punt return action? Well, that's I think that's in play, given that what they had last season. They tried to use Jalen Rager back in punt returns, and they didn't really use it. And with the Eagles addressing the running back moves lately, one of the running but their primary kick returner, Boston Scott, was like he could potentially be expendable. He'll be fighting for a job. So it's I think it's all going to be a lynch. Scott's the linchpin of all this. And if I'm the Eagles, I'm probably letting him get acclimated to the offense first. And, if there's a couple spot situations where they can throw them in there, say if they're down late in the game and they need to try to create a spark by with a big return, they can try it back that way. But I would say beginning out with, I think he'll primarily focus on offense. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, here on a Wednesday, we got my man Chris Franklin covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ for NewJerseyNews.com here, talking to Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, Jalen Hurts, and these guys for Bama all meshing into this one team, this one franchise being the Eagles. So, Chris, moving on here to Landon Dickerson, the Eagles took in second round, number 37 overall. I know he's continuing to rehab from a knee injury. He suffered against Florida in the SEC championship game a season ago. But do you see a situation where Dickerson can push for some early playing time, possibly start, but at least get some early playing time? I think it's possible. Uh, you can never can count anything out. I think when you look at what he could provide, if he comes back healthy and strong the way that, he, it, that they're hoping that he can do by the first week, he can definitely – push Isaac Sayamalo for that left guard position. Uh, right now at center, Jason Kelsey, he's been he's been there since the early 2000, 2010s, and he's a stalwart, all-pro center. So they're going to keep him there, and he's the engine that goes. But he could push Isaac Sayamalo potentially for that left guard spot. And if not, it's it's not bad. I don't think it's a bad thing for Dickerson, too, because he won't have to rush to try to get ready for a season. And, and you got to love his versatility because – the Eagles' offensive line had a lot of injury issues last season. So, if he if he learns all, we we know he's versatile enough to play all five positions on that offensive line. But if he feels comfortable playing both guard spots and center, and there's an injury, I could foresee him. I could see him throw him in there immediately without any hesitation. 
Dickerson playing with a lot of versatility throughout his career, whether he was at Florida State or Alabama as an offensive tackle, offensive guard, and center. But we have Chris Franklin here on the phone lines covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NewJerseyNews.com here on In My Own Words. So, Chris, as we now look at Jalen Hurts, I mean, you dra- Philly drafted him second round 2020 venue. We saw what he did last year late in the season, brought a spark to the offense, brought a zeal, brought an energy. You have so many – you know, outside factors going. We're not sold on Jalen Hurts, not sold on Jalen Hurts. You know, don't think he's, you know, big-time quarterback. Don't think he's a premier quarterback. But the young man has worked his tail off this entire offseason thus far. In, in, in your mind, how, how, how do you feel like the Eagles have tried to set him up in the best possible situation to have success here in year two because he's, he's going to come out of the gate facing Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons week one of the season. But how have you seen Philly set Hurts up for success year two? Well, I think the first thing they did was getting Smith was a huge thing because that familiarity that when you're familiar with a wide receiver already and when plays break down and you both are on the same page, hey, if – I roll out to the right, or you see the spot open, you go there. That's huge. So I think that was the first one. Secondly, they're trying to refortify the offensive line with Dickerson. They did that. Third, I think one of the biggest pickups of the offseason they had was picking up on Johnson off of waivers. And one issue that the Eagles running backs have had in the past is their pass blocking. So you add on Johnson in there, not only can he catch the ball at the backfield, he's more known for his pass blocking. So you have a good – but you have Johnson that can be able to protect his backside as well, too. You can go and roll around, and they have these receivers that have an additional year. And I think when you hear Sirianni talk about how he wants to envision his offense, he wants to simplify things for the receiver. You couple that, you bring it all together, I think he has the building blocks to at least start out pretty decently this season. And it's going to be a big one because they at least they're giving him the whole entire year, so I think he can take advantage of it and – if it pans out, the Eagles have three first-round picks next year. They can go ahead and continue to build around them, too. Now, Chris, Jalen Hurts grew up tough. I mean, grew up down in Texas, Houston, Texas. His father was was his height was his, was his football coach. Grew up tough down there. Even he goes to a tough-minded defensive head coach in Nick Saban here in Alabama. He learns from that, grows from that. Then he goes to another guy and Lincoln Riley, of whom a little bit more free-spirited, but still tough in his own right. And now with, with, with Nick Sirianni, there's been, some, there's been some mixed signals. You have some people that really like him as a head coach. You have some people that go where he doesn't bring a lot of power to the room. He's kind of a bland guy. He doesn't have a lot of personality. So when you look at Coach Sirianni here for just a second, Chris, is he the guy that can get the most out of Jalen Hurts as he continues to grow as a quarterback? Is Sirianni the right coach to help develop Jalen? Rush, you there? We may have lost. Uh, we may we may have lost a uh, Chris Franklin there covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NewJerseyNews.com there, bud. I appreciate Chris for coming on. Uh, anyway, to talk about the Eagles, to talk about Jalen Hurts, uh, Devontae Smith, and also Landman Dickerson, all of these guys fused together here with the Eagle program. And it's going to be fun watching that first game of the season between the Eagles and the Falcons. You're going to have Smitty versus Julio and Calvin Ridley. You're going to have Jalen Hurts versus Matt Ryan. going to be a very, very cool, cool match. 
matchup. And just for me personally, I just kind of want to see is Nick Sirianni the guy as the head coach to really mold and develop Jalen? Because like I mentioned, there have been some mixed signals going on around the NFL. Some people like Sirianni as a coach. Some feel like the guy is way over his head. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it boils down. But we'll take a break here on the show, folks. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we go back to the phone lines to take your calls, your thoughts, and have a conversation with you, the Bama Nation, after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. As we are back into the action here, folks, on In My Own Words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Before we take your calls, as we, before we take your calls, back into the call topic, we got to give a shout-out to McConnick. Woo! McConnick, that $45 donation in the Super Chats. Big love there coming from, the, from McConnick. With that being said, the daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met thanks to you, the Alabama football fans, helping us out here on this show. But, like I said, we're back in from the break to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 448 1358 and as you guys are getting your thoughts in here cool topic right now and it goes to one Ajay Hall Ajay Hall freshman wide receiver for the Crimson Tide is doing his thing right now people I mean so far this offseason he's working his tail off and in this video he caught a pass just having fun he caught a pass over Indianapolis coach defense, defensive back Isaiah Rodgers goes over Rodgers makes the catch plucks the ball out of the air I'm telling you this brother looks like Julio Jones out here with the hops the elevation the body the ball control the judgment the big hands picking that ball out of the air now I understand Alabama's got a lot of receivers here on the roster to enter this season in disgusting John Metchie, Slade Bold, and Jamison Williams to transfer from Ohio State, Xavier Williams, Trayshawn Holden, a lot of guys here on this roster. But Ajay Hall, Ajay Hall is making his best, his best push here to be that freshman guy that can fight for a spot 
to get on the field. And we have seen Nick Saban do this. We've seen Saban, you know, he could have a veteran guy on the roster. But if that freshman gives you a better opportunity, if that freshman gives you the best chance to be productive, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, it does not matter. If a freshman gives you the best chance to be successful on the field and win football games, Saban is putting that guy on the field. We have seen this happen too many times at the University of Alabama. So, Aja Hall doing his thing right now on the field. But we take a call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? Steven, what's good with you, man? What's happening? What's going on? Thank you, man. Uh, man, you know, I called you uh, last time you had the show and said, uh, I feel like Bill O'Brien should never punt the ball. The offense should never punt. You, you did say that. You, you you did say that. Yeah. Now I'm on, now I'm gonna talk crazy and say the defense should have like 50, 60, 75 sacks and shit, man. Everybody should. We should be knocking every quarterback head off. Okay, and, and, and you know what, my man, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that. Because here's why. I mentioned in the first segment that pro football focus is hit and miss when it comes down to college stuff. So they put out their top five edge rushers returning to college football, and the website left off. It omitted Chris Allen and Will Anderson. Like, what? You left off two of the best pass rushers in the SEC. So that's even bigger motivation for those two. Oh, oh yeah, Steve, you know, but that, that's that, that that's just a little bit of rap poison, as Nick called it. We just need to let them boys loose, man. I'm talking about uh, uh, Pete Golden need to have his creativity stick and get back to some of them old crazy blitzes that Kirby used to have and all of that because we got too much talent and speed and too much depth to just, you know, go through a game and be like, oh, Drew Sanders didn't get in. Why? You know, there's no reason he didn't get in. He couldn't get in for five plays to get after the quarterback. There's no reason Chris Bradwell should have got in there. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I I feel like Alabama should have put uh, platoon Dime Rabbits packages. It should have three sets of the Dime Rabbits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that one, man. But that, that, that's all I wanted, man. I'm Jake from Seth Man, I've been listening to the show forever, man. Right, right to leave my second time calling in, man. I, I love your show, Steve. Appreciate the call, yeah. man. Appreciate the call right there from my guy calling into the show there. A good, good call right there. And, and, and like I said, I feel like there, there should be two to three Dime Rabbits packages where the first package could be, you know, Chris Allen, uh, Will Anderson, uh, with Tim Smith, uh, Fidarian Mathis, uh, LeBron Ray, one package, and the next package, you throw Drew Sanders, Chris Braswell in there, you throw uh, uh, Montel Goodwine up in there. Like, there should be three sets of the Dime Rabbits, too. You're confusing offenses where you don't know which Dime Rabbit set is entering the game. Uh, I, I agree. Pete Golding's got too much talent, too much ability. You got to get all of those guys on the field. And like I mentioned, because of the fact that the defense is the head of the offense, this is a situation where Golding has to have that confidence to, you know, turn some guys loose from the quarterback, turn some blitzes loose, turn the horses loose, and let these guys do what they do, hitting the quarterback, getting sacks, forcing fumbles, creating interceptions, and having a, a solid, sound defense. Now, will Alabama shut everybody out this season? No, but at least – 
you know, have that defense where you're still putting that bit of fear into the hearts of the opponents that you are playing against. But to end all be all from the topic there of Ajah Hall out there doing his thing here, catching passes over NFL defensive backs and looking forward to seeing what he does as he continues to grow there at wide receiver. But we take a break right now here, folks, on the show. But upon our return, I'm going to get into John Mechie. You've already got some NFL scouts thinking that he's better than Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. So I'm going to give my reaction to this, to this statement and can John Mechie really be the next first-round pick at that position? We'll talk about it after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back in, folks. Back in from the break of a number one ticket here for Crimson Tide Football News on a Wednesday hump day, in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get into a conversation on one Jonathan Mechie, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you Crimson Tide fans still overjoyed with Alabama's national championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. Now this means you grab you an 18, uh, 18 of them things, folk hoodie, t-shirt or sweatshirt as well as our got 18 we do shirts designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back you head over to tdaware.com do it right now tdaware.com you check out the championship collections merch tab get you those shirts that gear today showing that support for coach saban the university of alabama the student athletes and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But it's now time to transition into a little topic on one John Mechie. So I was surfing through Twitter, perusing through social media, as I normally do every day. And, and uh, so there was one NFL draft oh, no, analyst from ESPN, Matt Miller, apparently – he got some information from a couple of scouts and talking about one John Mechie. And the scout said, hey, uh, Jalen Waddle, good, uh, great, elite, Devontae Smith special. But we think that John Mechie is better than Smith or Waddle. And once that piece of information got put out there, I immediately started to go, okay, you pushing it. I mean, uh, 
John Mechie's good, and I and I and I covered all three of them. I covered I covered um, you know Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs the third also. I covered Judy Ruggs, Minnie Waddle, Mechie. Looked at all of them. So uh, I mean, Mechie's good. He's good. He's talented. He can be explosive. He can be a really strong playmaker. But to sit there and say that he's better than Smith or Waddle, to say that he's better than the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner, to say that he's better than one of the more electrifying receivers in college football, you are really pushing it saying that right there. I mean, Mechie still has to kind of show me and everybody else that he can be a true number one option there at wide receiver. And I know Nick Saban said a while back that Mechie is a guy that he's looking to be the next, you know, first-round pick, the next top-20 pick. But then again, I still want to see Mechie be the guy, be the number one receiver in leading the team and guiding that room and being productive in that room and dominating that room and not dropping passes in that room because despite the fact that he had big success last year, which he did, 55 catches, 916 yards, was fourth in the SEC in receiving yards, six touchdowns. Mechie still suffered from some drop passes there. Uh, he did have two games where he had over 100 yards receiving against Texas A&M and Tennessee. Now, the big thing for Mechie will be, can he be – a complete wide receiver. And by complete, I'm referring to he can catch the ball, he's got breakaway speed, he can put moves on DBs, he can block, he can run routes, he can set up defensive backs with those routes. Can he be just a complete package guy that beyond a shot of a doubt, you're saying we got to draft him first round, we got to take him first round, we cannot move off of him first round, or at the very least, can he be explosive enough to where he catches your attention and in the same facet, you have to go, well, we, we, we got to take him first round because, you know, we, we can work with everything else in regards to him. The reason why I bring this up is when you look at guys like Jerry, Judy, and Devontae Smith, they were complete package guys. I mean, they were route runners. They were speed guys. They can set up defensive backs with moves. They distributed the weight properly coming in and out of the break. They could block also. They were complete package playmakers to where when it came down to the NFL draft, the Denver Broncos were Judy is concerned and the Eagles were Smitty is concerned. They were like, we, we cannot pass up on these guys. These are undeniable, complete first-round talents. And, um, you know, th that was those two. And then when you discuss Jalen Waddle and Henry Ruggs, those two probably, they weren't the lead guys. They weren't the main guys. They weren't the number one options. But they were so darn explosive to where if you were an NFL scout, you're like, holy crap, Like I got to draft this dude. I can't sit here and let this guy stay on the board because somebody in my division is going to come up and take this kid from me, and I'm going to be sitting here with egg on my face. I got to draft Jalen Water. I got to draft Henry Ruggs because these are the two most explosive human beings on the board. So that becomes a thing for Mechie is can he be, either number one, a complete package guy where he does everything well, where he does everything crisp, where he is fluent and proficient in everything, or can at the very least he just be a really extremely explosive guy 
And uh, you have NFL scouts going, okay, we got to take you. We got to draft you. We've got to pursue you. But I just thought that was very interesting, just looking over social media and seeing how you've got Matt Miller, NFL draft uh, analyst for ESPN, already getting from, from scouts that, you know, Jalen Waddle was great. Devontae Smith was unbelievable. But we're looking at John Mechie to be a guy that can be better, that will be better than either Smith or Waddle. So, I mean, that, that's unbelievable. I mean, you, you already got Alabama fans laughing it up when that statement was made. I'm not saying – that John Mechie cannot do it, absolutely. I'm just saying that right now, at this present time, that statement is pushing it because you're sitting there making this, you're sitting there saying that, you know, this guy is going to be better than the Heisman Trophy winner that just made defensive backs sing the blues last year in terms of Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. The, one of the more explosive, uh, electrifying receivers to come across, to come into college football in quite some time. But it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, how it all boils down when you talk Mechie here coming to this season for the Crimson Tide. As, well, but folks, as always, Tide fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, coverage here on your favorite program. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we have you taken care of. You can do this on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I shall return on Friday, continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Also, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you're trying to be one of the first to get you that print magazine, new edition of Touchdown Alabama magazine that's coming soon, shipping soon here, you can get this by going to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description. And also you can copy that four-finger bling neck and this four-finger bling jewelry courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands' children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words. 